What's going on, guys? Welcome, everybody, to the Saturday night NBA show with Laura and Isaiah, as we do this every Saturday. Last week, we didn't have the show because I obviously had things going on with the fam. So, Isaiah, how's it going? And it's good to be back. Man, good to be back, man. How's everything been with you? Been good. So, so we're about to unleash today. Got a lot to talk about today. So, let's start with about in your text that you sent about what you were going to talk to me about Russell Westbrook being an overrated player. Like the reason why I put Russell Westbrook as an overrated player, in my opinion, is because I, I, I put him in that category in a good way, not in a bad way though, because I think Russell Westbrook in my eyes is a, is a player that plays with passion, plays with purpose, grit, grind. And even though he can be cocky at times, I still consider Russell Westbrook as one of my favorite players in the NBA. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Um, I don't think Russell Westbrook's overrated at all. Um, I think, um, you know, it's either a love or hate relationship with him. Um, in my in my um, eyes, I think he's a top five, top ten uh, talent in the league. And I think um, his – his antics and the way he plays uh, sometimes comes off as brash, but when you're that talented and that passionate about basketball and you play the game like it's your last, I feel like um, he should be admired by a lot lot more people. Um, he he kind of has that Allen Iverson, Kobe, um, like ten tenured with him. So I think he's I think he's a, a dope talent, and I think he's one of the best players in the league by far. And I'll tell you, I was going to explain to you that even though that I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, he's a player that I dislike, even though he's a Laker, because I think he's a, he's still a crybaby in my eyes. And I think that I just have never been that bigger of, of a LeBron fan than anyone when I when I started watching LeBron James. Yeah. I've never, never been that bigger fan of LeBron, of LeBron James. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, LeBron James is my favorite player of all time. Um, him and him and uh, a guy named Sebastian Telfair. Those two are probably my favorite players of all time. And uh, LeBron, um, he, he's the goat. I mean, at, at at the end of the day, man, all these players uh, can play to rap. You think LeBron's the goat? I don't think so. It's Michael Jordan. Like, come on. What's your What's your argument about why Why is uh Michael Jordan the goat? Michael Jordan's the GOAT because he has the most rings out of anybody. And no one can catch okay. that. Okay, so if that if that's the case, Bill Russell's the best player of all time then. He has 11. Yeah, and also, Kobe Bryant is even better than LeBron because I've been a Kobe fan before. We, we even LeBron even existed in the NBA. I have a question for you then. So, Kobe, if Kobe didn't play with a prime Shaq, how many rings would he have? Uh, can you say that again, please? If if Kobe played or didn't play with a prime Shaq, how many rings would he have right now? I don't. I I I think he probably would have at least. He would have two. He probably have two. Have two. Kobe. He'd have two right now. How many? How many rings does LeBron have as him being the primary guy on a team? Three. LeBron, LeBron has three rings right now. Exactly, and both Kobe nor Jordan never played against the talent that LeBron's played in the finals. And LeBron has a better numbers than both those guys. LeBron is going to be a top 10 
in assists, top ten, top ten, fifteen in rebounds, and he's he's fourth already or fifth, fourth or fifth already in uh, scoring, and he has years left. So the numbers don't lie. He's the only person in the thirty eight thousand and eight thousand eight thirty eight and eight club, which is thirty thousand points. 8,000 assists and 8,000 rebounds, and he still has a long time to play. So numbers don't lie. I feel like the rings argument is kind of overrated because LeBron has played against way, way superior and more talented teams than Kobe and LeBron or Kobe and Jordan did. So, yeah, I mean, you got a you got a good point right there. So with that being said, uh, let's let's uh, talk about. Uh, let's talk about now. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about now. Uh, the Lakers. So, do you think the Lakers will will find a way to sign Andre Iguodala with? Because I think the Grizzlies will buy him out. Um, I mean, if he if he bought if they if the Grizzlies buy Iggy out, then I feel like the Lakers are going to be his first um first option to get signed with. I think with it just makes sense for Iggy to go to the Lakers. Um, but I, I don't count on it because I think there's been a report that the Grizzlies aren't trying to buy him out. They're trying to trade him. So if that happens, then I don't think Iggy will be a Laker. But if they buy him out, then he'll definitely be a Laker. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being with that being said, uh, I want to get your thoughts on what do you think about the Clippers' new arena in England? I mean, it looks cool. I mean – Super cool, super uh, high tech, super modern. You know, it's it's dope for them. Uh, getting their own little arena in Inglewood, you know, so good for them. But I I think that the Staples Center will is still better. I like the Staples Center, the way it looks and stuff like that. I think Staples Center is a Laker town. Oh yeah, definitely LA's. But it, but the I just can't wait for when the Lakers don't share that arena with the Clippers anymore. Because I kind of am tired of the Clippers in that arena. I feel like the Clippers can hang their own banners in their own arena and have their own space. Yeah, they ain't got nothing to hang up yet, so we'll see. I don't expect them winning the championship this year, though. The Clippers. You ex- you expect them to? No. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. It's gonna be a tough, tough season. Yeah. So now that being said, let's talk about our off-season preview with the Milwaukee Bucks. So. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my breakout player in the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think and I I pick Chris Middleton. Okay, um, I feel like Chris Middleton has already kind of like broken out. Like I feel like he's he's known around the league as being like a a dude that could shoot and is a second um, fiddle to Giannis. My breakout star for the Bucks is uh, Pat Connington. Um, I think he could kind of fill in the role of what Malcolm Brogdon did for them. And uh, because he's very athletic, he can get up and down the floor. um, He can play defense um, and he's just a solid player. And I think he's going to be big for the Milwaukee Bucks this season. Pat Connaughton could be the the new, the sixth man for the Bucks. Yeah, he could definitely. definitely. I'm, I'm sure you and I, when the new NBA season starts, we'll be doing some a lot of podcasts for the NBA. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and I do agree with you about Pat Connaughton, who's with Portland, but you think he'll be that new Brogdon? Yeah, for sure. I think he has the potential to be. 
My starting five for the Bucks goes like this. It's going to be Brooke Lopez starting at center, starting at the at the four, power forward, Giannis Antetokounmpo. At the three would be uh, Chris Middleton. At the two would be Wesley Matthews. And at the one guard, Eric Bloodsoe. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a, I totally agree. Eric Bledsoe has long arms for a point guard, but he can average a triple-double each game. I think he's good. Yeah, he's Eric still Bledsoe. good. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe is definitely a really good guard in the league. Um, and I think he's going to um, he's gonna continue to build with Giannis, that chemistry. And I think the Bucks are going to be good. And I think he's going he's gonna to have that year that to remind folks that he's still a solid point guard in this league. So definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing how uh, – Eric Bledsoe bounces back. And I really wanted to tell you this. I really wanted Kyle Carver to be a Laker. Oh, yeah. But I think that he is going to fit very well in Milwaukee. And I think there was a reason why he chose Milwaukee is because he wanted to be with Coach Bootenholzer again because the two knew each other when Bootenholzer coached him in Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. I think um, it's going to open up the floor for Giannis, too. So it's going to make Giannis even that better. So definitely going to be good. He's a, no, I. Carver's going to be the sixth man for the uh, for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, but Carver's going to play a lot with Giannis, so I think it's going to open up the floor a lot more for Giannis, kind of like what it did for LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah, so now let's talk about the team that that's not going to make the playoffs, but I think in the next three years or so, this team is going to compete, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, man. Let's talk about them. So, with the Chicago Bulls, uh, I'm going to tell you, I really think that the Bulls have found their uh, long-term point guard going forward. Yeah. And that's Kobe, Kobe White. White. Yeah. And yeah. I think Kobe White will will be the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls right. over Thomas Sadaransky. Okay. So, yeah, I think... what was, go ahead. Oh, Chris Dunn. Uh, Chris Dunn's not a starter. He's just a bust. Mm. That's that's harsh. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I just think Chris Dunn has just not lived up to the potential that that I'm expecting him to see. I thought he was going to be good in Minnesota, but I just don't think he's just lived up to it. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I just go ahead and what you're saying. No, I think uh, I think Kobe White has a a, a real shot of starting and um. I think that the at uh, when season starts in October, Kobe White will be their starting point guard. But I think uh, um, Chris Dunn will be their their backup for sure. And then Sadaransky will play some play small down. forward and all that, you know. Yeah, he's nice. But I don't think he's a starter though. So, with yeah. that being said, uh, I think Jim. I think the Bulls. Do you see them being being a championship team? in the next three years or so with this team that they have now? Um, no, not, they need to get some more pieces. I feel like with, um, with the East getting so much better that the Bulls need to like, they need, they need a lot to compete for a title. Do you think, do you think that this team is going to be built around Laurie Markkinen? Um, and Zach Levine. I feel, I feel like Zach Levine is, um, has shown his brilliance when he's healthy. I think he he could be their their one, their number one option. I think Lord Lord can be their um their second. Like they could they could be a duo, and then you just 
add around them and and add another piece here. Markkinen's a stretch four. And, yeah, he's nice. Uh, he's nice. And Lauren Markkinen can play, but yeah, nice. he was ruled out for the rest of the season after un- undergoing tests for his health problems. I don't know what that was for, but yeah. I feel like Lauren Markkinen is just a guy that's like a new Dirk Nowitzki. Even though he's from Finland, he played college basketball at Arizona. At Arizona. Yeah, for sure. I remember watching the Arizona, but yeah. Um, not knowing about his health issues, if he comes back 100%, then him and Levine. He's going to be good. He's nice. Yeah, him and, yeah, him and Levine are going to be nice together. So I think the, I think when it comes to trade talks for the Bulls, who's off limits of trade talks is for sure Laurie Markkinen and for sure Wendell Carter. Yeah, Wendell Carter's solid. He could be their breakout dude. To and, and also Kobe White, who I think the, the Bulls are going to are gonna build their team around. Yeah, don't um, – don't sleep on Antonio Blankley either. He's he's pretty solid. Antonio Blankley? Yeah, he's solid. He's also a guard. Yeah, he's nice, man. He can he could definitely give Chicago some solid minutes. So he'll be he'll be a bench player, but I think uh my breakout player on the Bulls is Wendell Carter Jr. Because last year he had a solid rookie season, but I feel like that he's about to elevate his game. Yeah, we'll see, man. I think uh my Bulls breakout. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, agree with you, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I think he's. It's just all in the uh, taking for him. I think that year um, of ups and downs with Chicago really helped him. And I think he's ready to uh, step up big time this this season for the Bulls. Thaddeus Young, I think, will add some depth to the Bulls and some veteran oh, yeah. presence. Thaddeus, yeah, Thaddeus for sure. Got that. Veteran. But he's not starting though, because yeah, I feel like not. Jim Boylan's gonna go young with his starting lineup. But I think the bench will be filled with some veterans like, like Thaddeus Young, and I think their sixth man would be I I think their sixth man would be uh, uh, whenever he's healthy. That's Denzel Valentine. Okay, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. I but think, uh, but, but he was out for the year with some type of injury. I don't know why. Why? Yeah, their bench scoring and everything is is all up in the air, man. Like someone's gonna have to step up. I think. Uh, Blankney has that opportunity to do that. Um, a dude that kind of has been underwhelming. I thought he was going to be a, a huge problem in the league was uh, Wayne Selden Jr. Um, I think he has he has a shot to prove himself. So there's some dudes on the Bulls, man. That got you got them young, young dudes and uh, trying to uh, continue to find their way in the league that are hungry. And I think that uh, one of them is going to step up big this year. My starting five of the Bulls will go like this. It's going to be uh, Wendell Carter, Larry Markkinen, Otto Porter Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Zach Levine, and Kobe White. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That was my starting five as well. Yeah, they're definitely going to – I'm excited uh, about Kobe White. He was great at uh, North Carolina. And I yeah. think he's going to – I think out of the point guards that come from that school, like Ty Lawson and all that, I think Kobe White's going to be even better – is going to be a better version than that. Yeah, I feel you. I, yeah, I agree. I think um, – I mean, like, if you remember seeing Ty Lawson play, he was good, yeah, but he just wasn't that good. Yeah, he was – I mean, he had some things. I mean, I think uh, his his mind was, was not always 100% um, focused on basketball. So, I think he had some out, out, out of the locker room issues and stuff like that. But I think Ty Lawson had a solid, solid go. You know, he was a starter for Denver and – Played role minutes for a bunch of teams. So, but I think Kobe White, 
Kobe White's going to have a, a stellar career, and I think he's going to um, really um, step up and be their, their floor general this season. So I'm excited to see him and Levine in the tra- uh, in the uh, open court. You think Kobe White's going to be a good floor general for the Bulls, and you think he's going to oh, be yeah, the guy sure. that the Bulls are going to be really excited about when it comes to building their future? Yeah, when, like for sure. when in the post Derrick Rose era, and yeah, I think so. Tibbs era, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's solid, man. He's a pass first point guard. Um, Even yeah. better than Russell Westbrook, because I think he's going to be a guy that's not cocky. He's going to grow into a leader. You think Kobe White's going to be better than Russell Westbrook? That's going to be kind of hard to say, you know. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, I mean they. I think they. They're both. Play similarly. They're both six foot five or something like that, along those lines, you know. So the team we're going to talk about next is, I think this team is going to be back in the playoffs for a second year in a row. But I think them and Atlanta are going to be fighting for that eighth spot in the East, and that's the Detroit Pistons. I think the Detroit Pistons are going to be still one of these fun teams to watch. I really like that. I really like that roster. Yeah, they're yeah they're solid. They got on paper they're really good. But could they? Do you think they're a top team in the East? Andre Drummond. No, it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, they're a playoff team for sure. They're definitely a playoff team for sure. Yeah, they're man, they're, they're solid. Do you think they're loaded with stars? They're solid, man. Jeez. Yeah, it starts with Andre Drummond. He is. I think he is my favorite. He is my favorite player in the Pistons because. Andre Drummond is just a guy that, even though he can't shoot, he's a guy that just protects the rim and he and he knows how to he knows how to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's had it, he's had his share of ups and downs these past couple seasons, but yeah, it could definitely be a bounce back season for him. Uh, my favorite player on the Pistons is Derrick Rose, and um, I think Derrick Rose. You like Derrick Rose? I think Derrick Rose will really help this this good group of Detroit Pistons, like. It's yeah. a good group of young and veteran players, but I think Dwayne Casey's going to do an even better job in his second season as the head coach of the Pistons. Yeah, for sure. I think. Uh, yeah, man. Dang, I'm looking at this roster. Yeah, they have a they have a shot at being really good. Actually, dang. Yeah, because I think when he was in Toronto, I thought he was good, but not great. But I think Nick Nurse has turned out to be a really good head coach for that team. But I think Dwayne Casey's now doing his own thing in Detroit. Yeah, they're they're solid. They're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna be in the middle of the pack for sure. Yeah, but they're they're not a they're not a top three in the East. That's that that the, the top three in the East is gonna be uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Toronto. Yeah, I'm saying like anywhere between five and eight. Anywhere between that because the East is, is is very wide open. Yeah, but it did get better all of a sudden. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. My breakout player on the Pistons this year is a guy that I think uh, is already starter material, and that's Luke Kennard. Mm, that's a good pick. He and can shoot. He can shoot the ball. Last in 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 two th- in his rookie season, he only played nine games. He started nine games, but he played seventy three. But I do feel like that Luke Kennard is already the. The, the Detroit Pistons starting two guard. Mm. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could run it like that. I think 
they could run it like that. Um, but you think when you look at their roster, it's very solid. Yeah, it's very solid. Like, there's so many lineups that you can – they're going to really um, – yeah, they – dang, man. Yeah, they got a really solid uh, roster. There's a lot of – you can do a lot of lineup changes for just uh, particularly on one team because, like, they're just – they're deep, man. They're pretty deep, so. My starting five prediction for the Bulls is – for the Pistons is Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Tony Snell, Blake Griffin – and Andre Drummond. Mm. Uh, I agree with you, but I'll switch out Reggie Jackson with Derrick Rose. Why would you switch out Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson's a baller. Man, he, but you, you, you're bringing in Derrick Rose because uh, Reggie Jackson hasn't really done anything. Like with the talent that he's that he's had around him, yeah, Reggie Jackson can hoop. But you seeing what Derrick Rose did last year, I think that you're going to put Derrick Rose as a starting position because of what he brings to the table offensively and his uh, passing ability. So I honestly think that Derrick Rose is going to start. And then let's talk about the, the contract extension of Ben Simmons. Is Do you think that's well-deserved for Ben Simmons to get a five-year max extension? Who? Ben Simmons. Do you think so? Is he worth it? Yeah, do you think he was worth that extension when the no. Sixers gave him that that money? Um, honestly, I I don't think so. Personally, I don't think anybody that can't shoot is worth the max. That's just me. I mean, he de- definitely has some traits where uh, you can't teach. He's six ten. Um, he, he, his passing ability is is great, and you know. But I think that um, there's some things that he needs to work on and one's attitude and two is is his jumper so I I honestly wouldn't I think it's too early to give him the max but hey man if they feel like that's the future of of Philly then by all means do what you got to do but I wouldn't have gave him the max I mean it was a little early for that but I I agree with you that there were things that I think that Ben Simmons should work on and I think his shooting, I think, is going to get better this year. But looking at last year, him last year, his free throw percentage was sixty percent, which is okay, but it could be better. And he only yeah. shot he only shot fifty six percent from the field. And I think he needs to work on he needs to add a three point shot to his to his repertoire. Yeah, for sure, I think he does. Um, I think he does because last year in the playoffs, um, you know, they're just sagging off of him and packing the lane, and it made it hard for him to get to score and to get Joel doing what he's doing does. So um, I think Ben Simmons really does need to get a jumper. He needs to get a three ball. And um, if he gets a three ball, then the world, then the world's at his hands because he's that gifted, but he's a gifted then, athlete. Yeah. And so then he can, uh, he can pass the ball rebound. Yeah. I think he, he's going to be, he's good at stealing and blocking shots, yeah. but I do feel like he has a good inside shot. Like when he, when he, drives into the hoop and dunk. I think he's really good at that, but I think there's just other things that I think he needs to work on before the season begins, and I do expect him to get that jump shot to be established. Yeah, facts. But I but I think I think for the Sixers, I, although I do I, I disagree with people about Ben Simmons starting at the point because he's more of a power forward, 
I mm-hmm. I kind of agree. I kind of now agree with people why I kind of agree with people why they started on point guard because of his passing ability. Yeah. Speaking of which, I kind of changed my mind on who I want the Lakers, which which will be the Laker lineup for the Lakers in the upcoming season. It's going to be LeBron at the one, Danny Green at the two, Kuzma at the three, AD at the four, and Boogie at the five. I think LeBron for me, I want him to start at the point because I just because I just want to see. I just think I expect Kyle Kuzma in the starting lineup. Yeah, I understand that. That's why I, I expect LeBron at the point guard, and I think I think LeBron will 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 flourish in that role. Yeah, I'll tell you this, man. LeBron's been the point guard sixteen seasons, man. He he is ball dominant and he's orchestrating the the offense. So it's nothing new. He's just changing his changing his position name. That's it. Yeah, I I think with LeBron, he's gonna get a lot of triple doubles and double doubles. Yeah, it's gonna be like any other season for sure. So you think Russell Westbrook will exist in Houston with uh, James Harden? I think so. I think they're going to be a great pairing together again. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. Um, I think that uh, Russell Westbrook is going to have to change his game. It is going to be the one that has to change his game more. Um, but honestly, I think that Russ and James Harden, you know, they got chemistry. They're fr- they're very good friends off the court. I think when you have stuff like that and then you bring it into the workplace with with basketball um I think it could I think it could work man I I hope it works I, you know I think both of them deserve to be competing for titles so um I do think it's going to work I kind of want to tell you that I think uh what I would change in the Houston Rockets lineup is that I would not put uh PJ Tucker at the 4 when we'll talk about them next week I'm going to put James Harden at the two, and then at the three is P.J. Tucker and mm-hmm. power forward Gary Clark, and then and then Eric Gordon, I have him as the sixth man. Yeah, that's and then Clint at the five, yeah. I, and then Gerald yeah. Green will come off the bench and come in at come in those. So what, what do you think of that? Gary Clark starts at the four, and then it moves P.J. Tucker to the three. Yeah, I mean, it could work. It could work. I feel like um, when – um, PJ Tucker is playing the four. He's you know he's outsized a lot. So I mean, moving him to the three guard. Um, he's a great defender. Well, I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think he'll be more c- comfortable in guarding threes. So we'll see, man. Not I the hope four, he, but I think yeah. I don't think Dan Tony's on the hot seat though. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. This is the final year of his contract, but I do feel like that the the Rockets will give him. An, some type of extension, though. Really? Yeah, we'll see. That should be de- determined. We'll see. But uh, I think he's on. I think uh, we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting in Houston. It's going to be interesting. Do you think? Uh, do you also? Do you also think the Warriors are going to be a top team in the West still? Um, I'm intrigued by that backcourt, man. I'm 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 excited to watch Steph and D'Angelo Russell play together. I- and then, um, and then when when think about when Clay Thompson comes back, he's gonna play at the three. Man, we'll see, man. Whatever, like, but yeah. Clay Thompson will be back until like January or February. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I think they're gonna be uh between the five and eight. Um, or no way they're getting eighth place. I think um, between five and seven, so five, six, or seven. I think they'll still be a little higher than that because you don't really? doubt Stephen Curry. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. You don't doubt him. Yeah, you don't doubt him at all. So, so that being said, uh, who do you think is going to be a surprise this year in the NBA? Coming from worst to first, you think Atlanta? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I think uh, Atlanta has a, has a couple years of growing pains, but I think they definitely have a bright future. And Trey Young is is a superstar. I think he's going to be a superstar of the league. So, um, they definitely have a, a chance. But um, a sleeper? Was that honestly? You said a sleeper. Yeah, the sleeper team. I think Detroit, man. Detroit's gonna gonna shock some people, man. I think Detroit, they're deep, man. Especially looking at that roster, I think they're really gonna um, they're gonna be a tough out in the playoffs, man. They're they're gonna be a tough out. I'll tell you, opinion. my starting five for the Hawks. It's gonna be Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, John Collins, and Alex Len. Yeah, I can see that. But I I think. But when do you think, when it comes to the Wizards, when do you think John Wall will return? Um, I mean, he's dealing with an Achilles injury and a knee injury, right? So, I that is something the Wizards can't afford to lose, you know? Yeah, so I don't think that it'd be in their best interest to maybe sit him for the season, to be honest, and just let him heal. But, I mean, they got Isaiah Thomas, so we'll see. We'll see if IT can uh, prove that he's a he's that dude again, and he can you know help Washington um, excel. And I think he can. I think Isaiah Thomas can resort back to those Boston days. Um, I'm really pulling for him, but um, yeah, I think he can really really get back to that. He's he seems healthy. I've been watching his his little runs and stuff this summer. He seems really healthy or getting back to where he was. So. Um, I think Washington with him um, and Beal in the backcourt could still make some noise. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, hopefully hopefully get into that like sixth, seventh range. But, yeah, I think I think uh, Washington is not dead in the water. They, they can definitely compete. I'll tell you, when we talk about the Spurs next week, I'll tell you my little early outline of what their starting five will look like. It's going to be Murray, DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Damari Carroll and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a. No, I mean Damari Carroll starts at the four. Damari Carroll starts at the four. Yeah. And then uh, Lamarcus uh, Lamarcus is at um, the Center. five. Yeah. Or so. I kind of think Damari Carroll should just come off the bench because uh, I think Jacob Politi will start at center. Hmm. Because I kind of – I think that's kind of – I'm just getting a general idea of what the Spurs lineup will look like because it's going to be Murray, DeRozan, Gay, Aldridge, and Politi so that the sixth man is Derek White. And then Forbes would start – and then Brian Forbes – no, I say the sixth man should be Brian Forbes. Yeah. And, and it then, could be – hold up. I'm going to put something it, up I'm just saying it along those lines, so yeah. that so that Damari Carroll could come off the bench as the four, so that Brian Forbes moves to the three, and then and then you get either you could sub in Lonnie Walker or Patty Mills at the point guard position whenever Murray needs a break, because I right. feel like Murray's going to be on some type of minutes restriction at the beginning of the season. Yeah, just coming off of an ACL. 
Uh, he's going to start for sure, but I feel like that his minutes will be uh, – when we talk about this next week, we'll talk about the minutes breakdown of Mur- of De- DeJounte Murray, which okay. I think it's not going to be a, he- a heavier workload for him. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think first quarter he'll play about 10 minutes, then sit out the entire second quarter, and then play for the first 10 minutes in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter – He'll play. He'll 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 be in there for the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. Without any restrictions. Yeah, we'll see, man. That's we'll see. Think, that's what I think. Greg Popovich would go with. I'm just saying along those lines. Yeah. For Dejounte Murray. I feel you. Because I say that because I expect him to start, but I feel like that at his age right now, at age 22, I do feel like that. I think he. Need, I think. I think in the in the first two months of the season, like like October, November, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Yeah, for sure. Because Definitely. the reason why I say that is because the Spurs want to make sure that he's going to be healthy down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to playoff time, because you assume we're going to assume the Spurs are going to be in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And then for the Mavericks, their lineup is already given with. With Luka Doncic, Chris Stapps, Przingis, who I'm very excited about. I think the Mavericks are going to be an exciting team to watch this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I think I think Porzingis is going to make an impact. He's going to make them look good, and I think Doncic and Porzingis is like the new Dirk Nowitzki in town. I mean, yeah, you got to let it play out because Dirk is a legend, but um, they're definitely on – I think Luka and and KP is definitely going to be a a good look. I think they're definitely going to be – um, they're going to have to take their bumps too, but, you know, I think they're going to be a competitive team in the West. I also don't think Greg Carlisle's on the hot seat because, you know, Mark Cuban really loves him as the head coach there. Yeah, facts. Even though when the Mav, because Rick Carlisle has been there through the good times in the Dallas Mavericks and also through the rebuilding times, which they yeah. have been going through. Yeah, for sure. But the stupidest move that they made was trading Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to go. You know, they had they had I KP on the line. So. Point. Yeah, they had to trading Dennis Smith Jr. to New York. Was beneficial yeah. because I think I think I think it's gonna help. I think he wants to win. He wants to win yeah. so badly in Dallas. Yeah, for sure. And I also told you that my starting five prediction for the Mavs will be Delon Wright, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Chris Porzingis, and also Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, that's dope. I don't see. It's gonna be Boban. Because both the rim easily. Yeah, big body. Yeah, so with, that the being, with that being said, that's going to end our NBA show. So, Isaiah, have a good night, and I'll talk to you next Saturday night. You too. Thank you for having me on.